Welcome to another NS9 post-game show. I'm Cody Coleman, and wow, these Pirates, man, they're just not not the same Pirates as they were a month ago, huh? So let's get into it. Uh, let's start from the beginning. Start with Rich Hill's start. It wasn't great, right? He went three and two-thirds. He had the error. He had 75 pitches by the fourth inning. Like, it, it, you just can't get it done like that. And I do want to talk about Rich Hill real quick because a lot of people are done with him. They're like, get the guy out. He's bad. But guess what? A, he's a veteran. He's a veteran on this team. They're going to keep him for that reason alone. And the other reason they're going to keep him is because he's a a left-handed pitcher, which this team obviously lacks. We don't have many left-handed pitchers. So I just want to get in front of that (laughs) because trust me, I'm not happy with the performance from – uh, Rich Hill either, but hey, you got to deal with it because you need you need a lefty pitcher, and you need the veteran leadership in, in for the for the pitchers. So get that out of the way. Get the bad part out of the way. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna get all the bad out of the way. Fielding as a whole for us today, not great. <laughs> uh, I think the only right now the only competent defenders on this roster right now are Carlos Santana and Cabrian Hayes. Santana's been making plays left and right at first. He may he may miss a couple because they're too far out of reach, but he's, he's going to make the plays. Uh, the, the throw yesterday, I, I that's not his fault. Um, the throw yesterday was just it's a fluke thing, right? Hits off a guy's hand. W- what are you going to do, right? But other than that, I really think those are our only competent defenders uh is Hayes and Santana. But yeah, rough game. So let's let's get into the batting. Uh let's start with two positives. Uh you have Tuke Peter Marcano. Tuke, my guy Tuke. He gets his uh first home run of the season. And what I liked about it was that he worked it into a hitter's count. I believe it was a three one count when he hit the home run. Really like that. Um, <laughs> Nicholas McKee says, oh, sorry. <laughs> Nicholas McKee says, are we really this bad? I really hope not. But right now with the, uh, the depth of this team, which I'll get into in a little bit, I just don't think it's possible for us to be as good as we were a month ago. But anyway, going back to Tuke's home run, I was impressed that he was able to get it into a, uh, hitters count three, one count. And I think that's something all the most most of the lineup today did well was they worked the count and they've been doing that well all season. I think for the majority, I think you could you could point out like three or four guys that aren't doing that well, but the guys that come to mind that are doing it very well are McCutcheon, Sawinski, um, Santana. Most of the veteran people are doing that, so. 
anyway, Tuke gets his first home run, gets us on the board. Love it, right? And then all the all the defensive blunders start, whatever. Then Kutch, or no, the defensive blunders didn't start yet. <laughs> Kutch comes up. He hits a two-run shot. Uh, Kutch, again, working the count. He had a 3-2 count. I really like that out of him. Um, but, yeah, so we have a 3 nothing lead, and then the pitching blunders start. And, I mean, what are you going to do? You got a guy out there. He's 43 years old. He's the oldest player in the MLB right now as an active player. But he's going to be on the roster. Until we find a left-handed arm to replace him consistently, he's going to be a pirate until the end of the season. So you can't really say much about Hill. He's just not played as well as I think we wanted him to. Um, but yeah, moving on defensively already talked about it. Not great. Um, but I do want to talk about the sixth inning, the, the comparison between the pirates bottom of the sixth and the Rockies top of the seventh. So, Oh wait, sorry. Let's talk about Dowry Moretta, money Moretta real quick. He comes in, Moretta pitched two, two great innings had three strikeouts I think he has – I don't know. I, w- I don't want to say matured, but I think maybe somebody said something to him like, hey, don't be coming off the mound going like this, giving the money signs. Then again, it was also a tie game, so maybe that's not why he didn't do it. Um, but he did do it in the in the dugout with the guys, so I like that. He still has his confidence. He looked like he was ready to go two more innings whenever they pulled him. He, he was locked in. So that was good to see from Moretta. But then uh, – so that bot- – that, Let's start talking about the bottom of the sixth, right? The Pirates get into a bases loaded situation, one out. Swinsky comes up, and I believe he struck struck out. It stinks. He, he was in a good matchup. If he could have got a hold of a ball, I think, I think we take a commanding lead, seven to three. But moving on, the next batter, you still got bases loaded, two outs. You got to poke the ball somewhere, right? Or no, I'm sorry. Sawinski hit the ball to the outfield, I believe. And then we tried to – no, I'm sorry. I'm getting this all wrong. So, yes, Sawinski struck out, I believe. And then we, whatever happened – sorry. I'm getting lost. And what I was I, – I was thinking about this the like since the sixth inning. I've been thinking about this, and I'm, lo- I'm losing my thought. Sorry. But anyway, what happened was we had an opportunity – for Reynolds to come home, right? And on that hit, you, you gotta you gotta hit the ball in a gap or you gotta fly it out. It was a line drive to center field, and you just it, it's hard to score a run that way when you have a guy on third tagging. So let's compare it to what happened at the top of the seventh with the Rockies. Stevenson gets himself into a jam. He put he walks his first batter, I believe. Next guy gets a hit, man on first and second, and then he walks the third batter. So they have bases loaded, three bases loaded, no outs. And what did it take? Just a little little ground ball through the infield. It's all you needed. And it's just the, the, the compare and contrast of those two half innings is crazy because this is a Rockies team who we were demolishing at the, in May. And now we play them in April and 
they're making more fundamental plays at, at the plate than we are. So it was tough. It was tough to, to watch, obviously. Um, I'm going to look at some of you guys' comments. It looks like we're talking a lot about Palacios. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about Palacios. We're in a spot there in the, in the bottom of the ninth. You got a man on second and third. Palacios comes up to bat. Dude's been red hot in AAA, right? And he, he, he worked the count. He did very well, I think. He, I think he got himself down 0-2, and then he saw three three balls go past him. And then he started – he had to survive, you know. And he just – that he couldn't hit the sinker. Uh, the sinker was getting getting away from him, and it was tough to watch because they were all in the same spot too. So that was rough. Mike saying, I need Moretta to give me money signs on the mound. I agree. I love when Moretta gives us money signs on the mound. But, yeah, anything else we want to talk about from this game, um, feel free to comment. I think I broke it down very – it might have been vague. I don't know. <laughs> Why not bat delay? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, let's talk about that with Andujar or Palacios. Or Andujar was already in the lineup, wasn't he? He might have been pinch hitting. Let me check the – Andujar did pinch hit. But that was earlier, so he had to be in the lineup. Um, but yeah, why not? Why not do delay? It's a good question. I mean, I think maybe the org is just like, hey, Palacios is hot. Let's see if we put him in a spot. He delivers. I mean, they're making decisions that don't see like. I'm very this this organization is very bipolar. I think. They make decisions that were like, okay, this is what winning teams will do. Like bringing up Luis Ortiz, even though he had a shaky start. Um, I don't think it was his fault, but he gave up some runs. So whatever. But bringing him up was the right decision, right? But then you have these decisions in game where it's like, we're going to have Palacios pinch hit in a spot where he hasn't had many MLB at bats this, this season through a month and a half and we're expecting him to come through. Meanwhile, you have delay who has been raking anytime he gets a spot or anytime he gets an opportunity and you don't put him in. Um, it's decisions like that that make me think you're not serious about winning. You're still trying to, to develop this team. And I think the pirates are in a spot that they need to still develop. I don't think we're going to look at it. This team isn't going to, be looking to seriously compete until next year. I think that's just my opinion. And it's because of these decisions. They're bringing up the people they want to get MLB innings, whether it's on the mound or at the plate, they're bringing those people up except for obviously the, the two elephants in the room, Andy and Henry Davis. We will hopefully see at least one of those guys in June, but we know the situation there, but they're bringing up guys like Ortiz. They want to see if Palacios is, if he's, if he is what he's showing or if he's a flash in the pan type of guy. But it's when it comes to the decisions of, and it goes with the base running. Right. Mike, Mike bring, brings it up base running blunders and two by Connor. It's when they make these decisions in game. That makes me think. I think they're just trying to develop. They're they're using these games as developmental games, not as games we need to win. 
when you're having the base running blunders of the, your third base coach sending a runner when you probably should hold him. What actually today, third base coach held uh, Castro at third. So that was all right, right? When it when in the last couple of weeks, we would have thought, oh, he's sending Castro and we're going to lose on a play at the plate. Um, I'm not saying it, Mike. I'm not saying it. I won't say it, but I'll put it on the screen for you. It's Connor Joe, and he's one of my favorite pirates on this team so far. <laughs> but yeah, it's the decision making is suspect. Um, I think it's just you know the the bullpen has been sufficient. I wouldn't say they've been dominant. They haven't. You know, it's just they've been a serviceable bullpen. But yeah, I just. This team really needs to uh, get it together if they if they want to win. And I don't think they're in a spot where they're like, we need to win as much as possible right now. I think they're still in a spot where they're like, let's see what we got here. We extended our two guys. We got the, the Hayes extension. We got the Reynolds extension. Got to work on at least one more extension, which would be Mitch Keller and then also O'Neill Cruz. Uh, and we'll see how he looks coming back. And, yeah, pen, the bullpen has been a surprise, Mike, right? So we'll see what happens. The loss of Choi starting to show Santana's, Santana's playing way more than intended. I agree. And that's – I kind of – I think I said that at the beginning here was, like, this team not having depth is the problem, is the reason why we're not winning as much, I think. Because at the beginning of the season, everybody's fresh, right? And we have O'Neal Cruz. And we have Choi, who he wasn't performing too much. He had a home run or two. But he was still a guy that could give Santana, like you're saying, a break. And Santana's the guy that's been producing more, obviously, because he's playing. But if you're able to have a healthy mismatch of the two in your lineup, it just helps everybody out. Um but, yeah, the fact that we have injuries, uh, even when it comes to the pitching, you have JT Brubaker going out, doesn't even get to start a game this season. Um, now you have Vinny V, who has an elbow issue, which hopefully is not as serious as it could have been if he continued. I think he, I think it's been talked about that he kind of knew, like, if I keep throwing with this, it's going to get worse, so I'll come out now. So that, that was a good veteran decision by Vinny V to come out in the Rays game. But now we have two spots, which Oviedo Oviedo was serviceable. He was pitching very well against the Cardinals. And now it's kind of – I feel like everybody everybody's coming down to earth now, you know. And it may not be the earth that we like, <laughs> you know. So this team really is lacking depth. And it doesn't help. I know I think – Donardo and Tyler and most everybody here at NS9 has talked about how you're not going to win games when you're employing players like a Mark Mathias, like an Owings, like an Andujar, guys that are like should be career triple A'ers pretty much, right? You're not going to win day in, day out with guys like that starting in your lineup. So that's why I think we're still in the developmental phase. I think that's why we'll see more losses than wins this season. And it's showing right now, especially with the lack of depth. So 
Mike says Vinny V will throw next week. That's good to hear. Um, but yeah, I think I've said everything I need to say. <laughs> this is the uh, only time I get to get on here and talk to you guys about the Pirates. So I, I may have said more than was expected. I talked more about the development of the team than the game today, since it was kind of just like a, you know, unfortunate series of events today. But yeah, I think we're going to wrap it up. If nobody has anything else to contribute, I think we're going to get out of here. Um, today's Wednesday. So tomorrow we will have another post game. There's a game tomorrow, right, guys? Let me look at the schedule. Yep, we go to Baltimore tomorrow. That'll be a test. I think the AL East has just been a test for everybody, and especially us. We didn't play well against the Rays, didn't play well against the Blue Jays. Now we got to play Baltimore, who I feel like is just one step ahead of us in the in the rebuild process. So that'll be a good test for us, I think. Um, so tomorrow we got Baltimore. <laughs> Mike might as well open a box of 90 upper deck. You know, I, I got yelled at the other day for looking at some cards at Barnes & Noble. My girlfriend was telling me, hey, you have enough at home. I'm like, you're right. You're right. She's always right. So anyway, um, got Baltimore tomorrow. Have a post game for that. Not sure who's going to be on it, but it'll be great nonetheless. Then we got Jim most likely doing OOTP out of the park baseball stream after the game, after post game for the late night gaming stream. And uh, yeah, next week, Tuesday, I'll be streaming MLB the show during the daytime around three o'clock. And then hopefully we will have vlog episode three next week as well. So that's all I got for you guys today. I appreciate you all. Make sure you like, subscribe, uh, share everything. We're putting out more and more videos, whether it's clips from the podcast or just the Yinzer breakdowns, which we got to get back to. I was I was told we got to get back to. It is an off day tomorrow. Thank you. The way they have it set up, I wasn't looking at the calendar. I was looking at the uh, next game on the thing. I do see that now, that tomorrow is an off day. So, tomorrow, forget what I said about a post game. No post game tomorrow. (laughs) We're going to do OTP at night. Jim will have that covered. And then Friday, we come back and we play Baltimore. So, I'm looking forward to it. I hope you guys are too. And here is Jim's stupid face. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can. uh, And we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot. But if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you. And let's go Bucks.